With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, a big fat mazel mazel to Andy Paul and a new father-in-law. He'll join me today to go over a wild day of fans gone crazy in sports. Also, Teddy's Sportsbook has broken a barrier when it comes to gambling and sports, plus Javi Baez and the base running play of the year. All that and more in your bonus, uncensored, extra 45 minutes of me. It's locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Friday, May 28, 2021. Thank you for downloading and happy Memorial Day. Let's make this one hell of a summer. As Armin Sarian, producer of 9 to Noon on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, likes to say, let's have ourselves a damn summer. I agree. Let's give it a good one. Let's be safe out there. Be smart. But uh, let's enjoy because we didn't have the summer last year that we ought to have had, and we took it for granted. I know I took it for granted, so everything's back, but we got to stay calm about it. We'll talk about all the fan incidents on Wednesday night in sports with Andy Poland in just a second. Two things real quick. Javi Baez of the Cubs had the base-running play of the year in a game against the Pirates on Thursday afternoon. He hits, hits the ball to third. There's a runner on second making his way home. Throw to first, two outs. Throw to first is offline towards the plate. It draws the first baseman for the Pirates off the bag. He catches the ball and finds that he's got Javi Lopez trapped between first and home plate. This never happens. There's never rundowns between home plate and first. You can't run back to home plate and slide in and stand on it and safe. So the first baseman starts loping lollygagging his way back towards Baez, who retreats, 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 retreats back towards home plate. The first baseman is not running with any urgency. He's just kind of backing him down. Lopez goes all the way back, or Baez, goes back within a couple feet of home plate. At this point, I believe it was uh, Contreras for the Cubs, was chugging around third, barreling for home. First baseman panics, flips the ball to the catcher, who then turns to try to tag Contreras out. He misses, safe is the call. 
Baez is standing there two feet away. He makes the safe call himself, then realizes, oh shit, I got to run. So he goes barreling down to first. The throw is offline into right field. It's a complete clusterfuck. Or as I believe, I think my guy Mark Zuckerman, who covers the Nationals for Masson, I think he invented this term. It was a toot blam. Although he wasn't thrown out. Toot bland stands for thrown out on the bases like a nincompoop. Toot bland, thrown out on the base path like a nincompoop. Toot bland. The only thing is Baez was not thrown out. He made it safely to second as the entire dugout for the Cubs lost their mind clapping. Never seen it before, and that's baseball for you. And again, this is why I am steadfastly against replay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make this a replay argument. This is a game, people. It's a silly game we grew up playing we love. It's a game that we as adults like rooting for and watching. They're games. They're for fun. Dumb shit happens all the time. Who in their right mind ever thought it'd be a good idea to try to use all the King's replay and all the King's VCRs and TVs to get every little thing right, every call fixed? It's so stupid. And that was a stupid play. But guess what? It was funny as hell. Yay, sports. Big ups to my brother Jim, the redneck attorney, the redneck F. Food and drug attorney uh, to the stars here in Washington, D.C. He's one of the best in the biz at what he does, but he is also a big outdoorsman. And he's got this retrieving dog. Sierra is her name. She is a Deutsch Drother. Looks like a black lab, but leaner. And this dog is something else, people. I'm telling you, she has got the retriever instinct. Just sitting around the house, if she sees you, she'll bring you a tennis ball, throw it at your feet, and then sit there attentively. She wants to play catch with you with the tennis ball. Won't stop. You, you can throw it as hard as you want, 10 feet away from this dog. It'll catch it in its mouth like it's the best catcher in baseball. I've never seen anything like it. It can catch balls over its head as it's you know running away. It's like, like you remember the Willie Mays outfield catch? The famous one, running dead away to center field, puts out his hand like a basket, boom, catches it. That's what this dog can do with a tennis ball. And Sierra can retrieve like crazy. So my brother has been training it as a retrieving dog for when he goes out goose hunting, duck hunting, whatever hunting he does. Uh, he made, uh, his dog, Sierra, made the inner pages of the Retriever Journal magazine. <laughs> I love it. Not on the cover, but at least inside. And the caption says, Sierra scans the snowy February sky in Culpeper, Virginia for some late season geese minutes before making an impressive 75-yard retrieve in icy water for her second-ever goose retrieve of her first hunting season. Sierra's father is a field champion and hunt champion lab, and her mother is a Verin Deutsch Drother. So, combination, half lab, half Deutsch Drother. And... You ask yourself, well, how does the magazine know that the dog made a 75-yard swim in icy water to get the goose? Because my brother filmed it on his GoPro, so he has proof. And he probably submitted that as well to the magazine. Said, hey, take a look at this uh, this retrieving dog here. It's an up-and-comer. 
It's got pictures of a bunch of other good boys, good boy, good girls, golden retrievers, uh, other retrievers, labs, other stuff. That's amazing stuff. Can you tell I'm becoming a dog person? Yeah, I'm a dog person now. All right, let's see what Andy Poland is up to on this getaway Thursday. Hello. Hello, Andy. Are you ready to go have ourselves a summer? <laughs> yeah, it's traditional start, right? Memorial yeah, Day weekend? It is. Uh, weather it feels like damn summer around here. <laughs> Cicadas are Here popping. We Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> nah, it's all right. It did turn quick, though. I, I was hoping for a little more extended, nice springtime. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. It's the life we've chosen, right? Well, it's the life I've chosen. It's the life you're living and constantly kvetching about living it <laughs> and wanting to live in Arizona, where, by Which is the way, even hotter. to be... Yes. Yeah, it gets to be over 100 degrees. Maybe not as humid, but it's hot. Yeah, not as humid, as in like a billion times less humid. <laughs> I, I woke out, you know, first of all, how are you dealing with the cicadas? I, you know, my new place, well, new place, I've lived here for three years. Right. It backs up to woods. Yes. So They um, must be humming. Yeah, it's it's like living next to the Beltway. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a constant. And uh, you know, I thought some of the rain might chase them away. Nah, they came right back. Yeah, know. yeah, they're they're not going anywhere for a while. When do they say they're supposed to die out? July, it's maybe. Us- yeah, I think it's usually a month. Um, okay. So yeah, we got a month of them. Okay. Are you going anywhere for Memorial Day weekend? I am not. Um, I've just had uh, back-to-back months of extended weekends with weddings, one for a friend of mine's daughter and my own daughter who got married last weekend. To which I say, Andy, mazel mazel, good things. Uh, Congratulations. And how did it go? I saw some of the photos. The bride bride looked beautiful. Her husband looks absolutely dapper. Good man, I hope. Oh, yeah. They're both lawyers. Okay. Uh, a good earner. You know. He's a good earner. <laughs> Comes from a good family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His father's a lawyer, so uh, he's in the business. And uh, yeah, it went, it went well. I mean, I, I would have liked to have had more people, but the pandemic kind of limited yeah. that this year. But we had 62 people. She had a wonderful time, which is the most important thing. And uh, they both gave very funny vows, which I thought was great. And uh, they danced and ate. and it was It was a lot of fun. That's great. Now, what's interesting is I was on the invite list under the first plan, and it was going to be the weekend of my golf tournament to Pinehurst. Would I have been in a conflicted dilemma, or would it have been an easy, hey, Andy, thanks, but sorry? Uh, Knowing you for 20 years, I think it would have been an easy, (laughs) no, sorry. And how would you have felt about it? Well, given that I don't want to play golf... Uh, I would certainly want to go to your daughter's wedding. I, I think I would do that. No, but if I had snubbed you and your oh. wedding and your daughter's oh. wedding to go on this golf trip, how would you have felt? Oh, no, that's that's a personal choice. Okay. I would love to have had you there, but okay. no, that's that's You would have you. understood. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, so uh, do you, does he call you dad? No, I, you know. You don't do that. The, no, when the kids were growing up, like even when they were like 10 or 11 years old and their friends would come over and they would call me Mr. Poland. I say, no, my father's name is Mr. Poland. I'm Andy. And because I'm on the radio and it's Andy, I always feel much more comfortable when people call me that. 
Interesting. So you got them calling you by your first name. Some parents find that disrespectful yeah, and not yeah. the proper way to raise them. I remember a friend growing up who was always to his dad, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. sir, no, sir. And it blew me away. Oof, yeah, military? Not military, uh-huh. but strict. Yeah. <laughs> now, I never called my dad, well, hey, Jim, I'm going out to cut the lawn. Or, no, hey, Kathy, no, I, I need more Fruit Loops. <laughs> no, I called my parents, mom and dad. And when I would go over to a friend's house, I would call their parents, Mr. or Mrs. It's just that because of what I do for a living, it just yeah. feels weird to be called Mr. Poland. Yeah. Well, they, they turned out quite all right, and I'm very happy for Samantha and Thank her you. husband. Where are they going on their honeymoon? They uh, went to Puerto Rico, but it's just a four-day little jaunt. They're coming back Sunday, hmm. and then in August, they're going to Africa, which is Ooh. where they were supposed to go on their original honeymoon when the wedding was supposed to take place of August of last year. So they just were able to delay the reservation for a year. Where in Africa are they going? Are they going on a big junket like Ronnie Mervis took you and I on? Yeah, the tour and, you know, seeing the whole uh, the, the safari stuff and everything cool. else you do in those things. Yeah. Cool. Very good. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to some of the stuff that's out there today. I'll start with an industry story. Get your thoughts on this. They announced who would take over the time slot of Rush Limbaugh, broadcasting yeah. icon. Notice I didn't say replace because nobody replaces a legend like that. But the guys who will be in there, it's a two-man show involving this guy, Buck Sexton, who is kind of a young, up-and-coming conservative talker, and Clay Travis. Yeah. I, I, that's How weird. about them apples? <laughs> you know, uh, when we did... One of our uh, Army Navy game show weekend things. Where he was they, there. Remember that? Yeah, and, but but it was it was quite a while ago. It was like 2012 16. or something. Well, this this may have been even the further back. The, the 16 was uh, the last one I went to. That was Baltimore. This one was in Philadelphia. Either two years before that, three years before that. But uh, somebody said that he had been writing a football column called Outkick the Coverage, which I wasn't familiar with. Uh, he was hosting a sports talk show on a Nashville station right. uh, with, with a couple of other guys. Seemed like, uh, you know, like one of us, like one of the regular schleppers who, you know, sits behind a microphone for three or four hours a day. And, uh, boy, his, his career has really taken off, hasn't it? You know, and so he's now he's going to vacate the morning spot on Fox <laughs> Sports Radio. And right. it just has to be noted that the two successors to the spot I once held was Scott Lynn and Steve Solomon. One was Stephen A. Smith. He oh. took he kicked us out of there, or they kicked us out of there for him. When mm-hmm. Stephen A. was at his lowest ebb, he had right. no other broadcasting gigs at the time. And they installed him there. He lasted 11 months and then was gone. Since then, meteoric rise to $6 million. They had a couple of uh, jabrones in between uh, Stephen A. and Clay Travis. They put Travis in. He does well, obviously, and then he gets tabbed to take over for Limbaugh. I'm not doing something right, Andy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and uh, I don't think you're as far right as he is, but you tend to drift to the right, don't you? I'm conservative, but I'm more libertarian uh, conservative, yeah. and uh, I don't really mix the politics 
with my sports <clears throat> as much as he does, although on this podcast I certainly do. But mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, I'd say he almost had a near-fatal event when he went on CNN and mm-hmm. did that stunt saying, I believe in two things, Brooke Baldwin, boobs and the First Amendment. Right, right. And they and got was... they got their panties in a big wad. They're like, oh my god! And there was like, oh no, is he going to be fired for that? But he survived. Since mm-hmm. then, he's walked very carefully. I listen to what he says. By the way, I don't think he's particularly skilled in the medium, mm-hmm. uh, but success is the ultimate scoreboard. So you got to give it up to him in that regard. But he's always been very careful about what not to say to right. get himself really in a bind. He's an attorney. He's, he's an attorney who says he says he worked on Al Gore's campaign for president, mm-hmm. and he said that he voted for Obama twice. But he mm-hmm. says now some of the stuff he's seeing, he's like, I can't be silent about this. This is crazy. So he mm-hmm. leaves the sports realm. He's still going to do stuff, I guess, for his digital online collaboration outkick. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work in that time slide. I don't know if that show is going to succeed or not. It might be like uh, who succeeded – uh, the legend uh, at UCLA, uh, John Wooden. Oh, uh, that was um, Bartow, Murray Bartow, I think. Was it Murray Bartow? Murray. Was it Walt Hazard? No, uh, not Walt I... Hazard. Who was it that succeeded? I'll look it up Gene, right now. Gene Bartow. Gene Bartow, yes. Yeah, Murray played for Gene later on when he right. uh, fell back down to like right. uh, one of the Alabama schools. But yeah, that yeah, you don't want to follow the legend. That's, you, that's the thing. Do you remember who replaced Howard Stern? Yes, it was a, it was a rocker, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was that, not Eddie Van Halen, it was David Lee Roth. Right. And and, and that, that did is, not work. <laughs> right. And that's a typical radio decision that they don't say, "Hey, why don't we get somebody who's really skilled in radio right. to do radio?" No, we're going to go outside the box and take somebody who's never done radio before, never worked every day, every single day, has worked like gigs and gone on tours and taken time off. And see if it works. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. You know that that's not the way they they're they're wired. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. All right, uh, the fans are back. Uh, everything is coming back in spades, which is great. Uh, we've missed it. I've missed it uh, for sure. But we had a bad night of fan interactions on on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Suffice to say, <laughs> it's like it's like everybody was sitting at home waiting for the green light to go and once it did all the wackos came running out of their houses into the ball game i mean they just went crazy i know so let's chronicle uh some of the more notable incidents in philadelphia a fan has been banned for life after pouring popcorn on russell westbrook of our wizards as he was leaving the arena that's a good decision i mean popcorn's not going to hurt anybody but it's disrespectful and wrong and fuck you get out Right, he's banned from not only uh, they took away his season tickets for the Sixers. He can't go to any events at the Wells Fargo Center. Nothing. He can't take his kids to the circus. Right, going to have to do it. Right. So yeah, that that and that's that's the proper punishment. I, I don't know what they're thinking. And and Westbrook now he's had these things before where he's had verbal altercations with people. And there was something else in Philadelphia a couple of years ago when he was playing for Oklahoma City. But I don't know why he draws that. And, and what what would possess somebody to want to do that to him? It's a blowout game. The guy got hurt. He's limping to the locker room. Well, why, why do you want to disrespect him like it, that? I don't understand. I think it's the equivalent of throwing a spit or shooting a spitball with a straw in class. You think the teacher is not going to catch you. He thought 
he can just sort of slyly pull it off like, oh, my popcorn fell out of my yeah. hand. But well, cameras are everywhere, and they'll and, see it in slow motion. It was right. like the dude who pushed, was it, uh, who was the NBA Finals player, Cleveland Golden State, that like the hedge fund asshole who was sitting oh, courtside yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, decided yeah. to give a tough guy shove when one of the Cavaliers fell into him. It's like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah, and he was he was one of the part owners of the team. That was that was really really stupid. But but yeah, th- so, this one yeah. this one though the the people around him they pointed to him right away. Like yes. they said to security, that was the him, guy. not yeah. me. It was him. Then there was the fan who apparently tried to spit on or did spit on Trey Young right. in the garden. Right. I mean. That's disgusting right there, and you're not going to get away with it. You can see the little spit globule coming, yep. uh, and it's like, okay, way to go, Knicks fans. You're back in the playoffs. You won a home game for the first time in eight years. Calm down. By the way, did, did you see the over-the-top celebration for that one win last night? Oh, yeah, in the streets. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like Gabe DeBusher came back to life. And, and and Willis Reed is limping out of the tunnel, and they're winning Game Seven of the Finals. It's one stinking win. They I can still lose this series. I think it's two things, Andy. It's one, Knicks fans are starved for a good mm-hmm. team. Number two, it's just coming out of this pandemic. People yeah. are really craving that kind of communal, social interaction that we didn't yeah. have for fourteen months. Uh, I love, by the way, on the good side of the Garden, when Obi Toppin had that alley-oop dunk and then the crowd is chanting his name and they show his mom dabbing away tears. I'm like, yes, that is the essence of sports right there. Screw these cardboard cutouts and the fake noise. That's what it's all about right there. I did a little research because, you know, his mom is white, which is great and wonderful, but I did some research on his parents. His dad apparently was a Rucker Park legend, Andy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, from New York. So New York kid, dad, Rucker Park legend, played overseas in Europe. Kid was a stud at Dayton, had his senior year in college cut short by the pandemic, drafted by the Knicks, now they're in the playoffs, throwing down alley-oops in the garden, full house, fans chanting, OB, (laughs) OB. Fucking great. Yeah, it's great. How about this, too? Um, The Knicks fans celebrate like crazy after one win, Brooklyn may have the best team in the league. They probably aren't going to meet much resistance going to the finals. And it just shows you how New York cares about his basketball team. Isn't it funny? Yeah. yeah the, 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 the Nets could win the NBA championship, and that will draw a yawn. If the Knicks win one series, it'll be like uh, Camelot. People will go crazy over that. They dragged the Nets out of the swamps of New Jersey and the very nondescript Continental Airlines arena, right? Oh, oh, I was there. Yeah, (laughs) oofah. A library. Dog, right, exactly. They gave it a cool new uniform color scheme and logo, and they moved them into a brand new gleaming building in Brooklyn which is on the come. They've got three of the biggest stars in the game in KD, Harden, and Kyrie. And you're right, Andy. They're not registering half of the buzz that the Knicks are. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, it's it's not anything even like the, the Mets and the Yankees. Like if the Mets win, that's really big still. Yankees are a little bigger, but they're comparable. In this case, they're the junior varsity. Brooklyn, yeah. even though they've got three of the biggest stars, as you say, in the league, right? They're they're so far down the radar from the from the Knicks, it's insane. Well, you remember Seinfeld? 
we're rooting yeah. for laundry. Yeah, right. That's exactly. essentially it. We're just yeah. rooting for the laundry. The power of the Knicks Loyalty logo. To any one sports team is pretty hard to justify. Because the players are always changing, the team can move to another city. You're actually rooting for the clothes when you get right down to it. You know what I mean? You are standing and cheering and yelling for your clothes to beat the clothes from another city. Fans will be so in love with a player, but if he goes to another team, they boo him. This is the same human being in a different shirt. They hate him now. Boo! Different shirt! Boo! Do you remember the football strike of, of 87 when they played with I replacement do. players? Yes. They, uh, Washington only had one home game. The other two were on the road. But the home game drew pretty well. Uh, they won. It was a beautiful day. And the feeling was starting to grow that the longer this goes, the more and more people are going to start rooting for these new players and the uh, veterans can, you know, sit out as long as they want. That's part of the reason they failed once again to, to win that strike. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Fan incident number three was at Nats Park during a hellacious rain delay. Dude decides to get buck-ass naked run out onto the Skittles tarp, and then head first slide into the tube inside the tarp. <laughs> what? 
the hell, Andy? <laughs> well, I mean, he, he is probably a little bit of a historian. He he does remember Rick Dempsey doing that during a rain delay <laughs> with with the Orioles some years ago. But Dempsey was fully clothed when he did yes. it. Um, I, I, by the way, have you seen? I'm sure you have. You've seen the video of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and you've seen um, <laughs> the member, which is uh, oh, at attention, well, well endowed. Doing, well yeah. endowed for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is just not any you know, other poor security. It's pouring rain. He's buck naked, wet in a tube and they have to drag him out of there. <laughs> well, you, you see, you, they're not sure how they're going to get him out because they can't. Well, it's a long tube. Yeah, it's they a, can't a, lift up one end and just dump them out. And they finally got him to come. I don't know what they said inside other than, you know, we're going to shoot fire in there or something. But he, he came crawling out eventually. Shoot fire. <laughs> we got to blow. We got to flame him out of here. Like, yeah. like the tunnels of Da Nang and, and Nam. Well, yeah. Right. All right. Sorry. Sorry I made you uncomfortable with that reference, Andy. Don't worry about yes. it. Okay. It is Memorial Day weekend, for God's sake. Well, there you go. Okay. And then uh, fandom incident number four from Wednesday night only was in Houston, where Dodger fans started going haywire in the second inning to the point where a mother who was pregnant with her two-year-old child sitting right next to her starts a full-on brawl throwing knuckles as the kid is screaming in terror. What the hell, Andy? Yeah, we had another brawl a, a couple nights earlier involving uh, women. women as well. Right. So here's my question to you, and I know you're not a sociologist, but you stayed at a Holiday Inn Express once, so you can play a sociologist. Do you think we're going to see a summer of crowd and fan mayhem unlike we've ever seen before because – we have been desocialized over the last 14 months, and it's going to take a while to learn how to behave around other people again. Um, I think that this has been a wake-up call for all stadiums and arenas, and you're going to quickly see new policy put in place that uh, the first sign of anything, boom, you're out the door and you're out the door for good. I think that's the way yeah. that's going to go. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, my top three crazy fan moments of all time in sports, and I'm going to give you the names, and you tell me if you – you'll probably get them all, but here we go. Gunther Parch. Oh, yeah, that's the guy who stabbed uh, – Monica, uh, Monica Seles. Seles. Yeah, because During a changeover, Steph- right. She was right. playing wanted- Steffi Graf. He right. was a German lathe worker who had been laid off and somehow got a knife into the stadium and somehow got right up to where Monica was sitting during a changeover and bam, put it right between her shoulder blades. Lucky she didn't die. Lucky her career was not ended. Well, but it was altered. She never oh, really yeah. was, was the same. And he was never convicted, as far as I know. How the uh, fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's saying, yeah, the, I don't know what it was, but but he never served any jail time or anything like that. It was, it was crazy. All right. William and William Legue Jr., yeah, that's the father and son that jumped out of the stands and beat up uh, a first base coach or, or, or something in a baseball game, right? Yeah, Tom Gamboa of the White Sox. Yeah. Right. First base coach. Didn't even beat up the umpire. I'm not saying you should beat up umpires, but you'd think <laughs> that you'd have a reason to beat up an umpire. Why would you beat up a home team? Oh, no, he was with the Royals. He was on the other team. Yeah. Yeah, and they, were, they so. were white trash, south side, pile of shit. Should have gone to jail for a long time. Next name. James Miller. Ooh, that one I don't know. Fan man. 
Oh, the guy who came into the ring and the uh, Riddick Bo Lennox. Lewis, <laughs> yes. Not Lennox Lewis. It was uh, Bo Evander Holyfield. Holyfield. Yeah. yeah. In Las yeah. Vegas, one of the rare outdoor fights on a cool enough desert night where they had outdoor fights. By the way, they don't really do that anymore, do they? Outdoor fights in so. Vegas. No, they, it was like in the parking lot of, of Caesar's Palace. I think probably because the gate is, is so minimal now it doesn't mean as much right. whereas you know the, the cable tv or the or the, it's closer to tv but the um the thing about that was the guy faked paralysis when he got in there remember that so they had to they had to drag him out <laughs> and, and then then something happened with his life and like they did this long sports center feature about this poor schmendrick who you know <laughs> who who flew into the ring and and how his life went so bad i mean who cares you know he's an idiot yeah well he committed suicide andy so i hope you're happy well whatever you but, just I mean, called him a poor schmendrick and he well, had demons that caused him to hang himself so there uh, you go I, I, and I and that was awful, but still, what what possesses a guy to, to, to fly, fly in the ring? a powered parachute into a boxing match? That's yeah. nuts. But it, it it represents a level of planning which is like holy shit, you are really committed to that. And then oh, the yeah. last name is is Mike Pantazis of Chicago, uh, Illinois, Bears, Packers, Soldier oh, Field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumped uh, to catch a ball. Is that the one? He jumped out of the stands off of a concrete ledge over the tunnel that was at least 20 to 25 feet of a drop below that went out of Soldier Field to perfectly time catching an extra point from Kevin Butler that went over the net and it was caught on camera. I remember Al Michaels was like, you're not going to believe this, folks. They came back from commercial. They're like, look at this fan. Committed. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get to keep the ball? Do you remember that? I don't know. He probably was arrested. And, you know, he's sitting at some end of a bar in Chicago, <laughs> now telling the story 30 years later. It's like, okay, Mike, we've heard the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Any thoughts on the Caps? Uh, now that they're out, they, they did what they do. They lost in the first round. That's three years now since they won the cup. One and yeah. done, one and done, one and done. And now Ovi's a free agent, and he's working without an agent. Right. Well, the Backstrom did that too. Uh, you know, and it's not. It's happened before because you, you, there's a certain number that you know you're going to reach, and you don't have to pay the agent a percentage. You just pay a lawyer to look over the contract. But did you read Tom Lavero's column yesterday or no. the day before? Uh, it was actually pretty funny. Barry Trotz, by the way, has moved the Islanders into the second round of the playoffs for the third straight year, uh, yep. winning last night in in Pittsburgh. And uh, Levero said that after they won the Stanley Cup, that Brian McClellan and Ted Leonsis looked at each other with Barry Trotz uh, having a contract that was only going to bump him up $300,000 or he could leave. They said, let's let him leave. How hard can this be? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Now, the only the only caution I present is that I think hockey is the most random of sports in the playoffs, and I think it is the least influenced by coaches. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Well, and that's the thing. Well, Ted has been a shitty owner in that regard. You know, same it, yeah. same yeah. thing with the announced team for the Wizards. You know, I'd be way more into the Wizards. If I had a good announced team, I could listen to all year. I yeah, listened yeah. to, uh, is it Andrew Catalan? 
the, the guy who does the Wizards? No, uh, Ashton Kutcher. No, uh, yeah, Kutcher. Ju- I think it's Justin Kutcher. They, they, uh, they call him J.K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. as if we really know him. Um, but Kutcher's yeah, okay. He's just okay. Yeah, but uh, I'm, Drew Good and Andy is abysmal. Yeah. Is abysmal. Like not only that, Ron no. Darling bad when he was with the Nats yeah. that first year he has nothing, Darling nothing to say. But not only that, usually the guy that has that job has been somewhat of an iconic player for the franchise. Drew Gooden was here for like a cup of coffee. He played like parts of two seasons as a backup. Uh, you know, it doesn't do it. It just smacks of a, of a bargain basement operation. And, uh, you know, when they show the two shot at the beginning of the game, when they're, you know, setting up what's going on, it, it looks like the, the kid invited Drew Gooden to his bar mitzvah. <laughs> it, just, it, 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 just, it just has that kind of look to it. It, it is something else. Um, real quick, I haven't had your, I haven't had you on since Phil won the uh, PGA. Did you watch? How about that? Wasn't did that you great? watch and did you enjoy? Oh, yeah. Okay. I loved it. I you're absolutely... you're a tiger guy. Don't tell me, Andy. You're now gonna go like Don King scurrying across the street to Phil because Tiger's still rehabbing that broken up leg. Well, was was Tiger in that tournament? No. No, he was not. So <laughs> uh, you, you go with the, the, the great story. And you know, I, I remember Jack in 86, how cool that was. And this is, this is somewhat similar, although Jack had to have a miraculous comeback. Wasn't he at one point down nine shots or something like that? At the Masters, and, I, at some point, he was clearly back in the middle of the pack. Yeah, but and, he, he and, didn't. Yeah, he and he was behind on Sunday, but then he shot thirty-one coming in on the back nine, and that was right. all she wrote. But th- this was wire to wire, and even when he was leading after the first round, and was asked about you know hoisting the Wanamaker Trophy when it was over, he said, "Well, you know, talk to me on Sunday." And we've seen this before that legendary names get off to a lead and then they run out of gas. Right. And he didn't. And and he's also a guy who was, you know, lumpy Rutherford early in his career. And he's gotten himself in shape. I yeah. admire that. Yeah, yeah. no, you got to give him credit. And, of course, that has led now to the sub-story in that tournament of the Brooks Kepka-Bryson DeChambeau yeah. feud. And now this celebrity match with Rodgers and Brady. What do right. you make of those two things? Well, uh, obviously, that's got some juice because now the, the the last time we did this was during a pandemic when nothing was going on. Right. Uh, they're scheduling it in July, pre-All-Star game, all that right. stuff. So maybe in a dead enough period to make it happen. But, uh, you know, given all that's that's going on with Aaron Rodgers right now, it, it might draw some eyeballs. It might be uh, of interest to people who are not real big golf fans like me. Is this high school cat fight between – DeChambeau and Kepka, two major champion winners and young stars on the tour. Is that good for golf? Oh yeah. I it think is. so. Anything oh, is I... a little bit of sizzles good, right? Oh yeah, because most most people think of golf as being a bunch of stuffed shirts and uh anything that can make it more like real sports, not that it's not a sport, but right. you know, well both like... both guys are athletes. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're in really good physical shape. They hit the shit out of the ball and right. they're acting like teenage girls right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is two fun. of them, which is fun, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick on the Wolfskins. So, Jay Z possibly. Hmm. 
Yeah, you know, when he when he was meeting with Goodell, it 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 seemed you know kind of far fetched. But given everything else that's happened with this organization in the last, it's not even a year since the Post put out those stories. Wouldn't this fit right in? Uh, minority ownership makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes perfect sense when when they when they let Snyder win that fight against his minority partners, and then take total control. I was gobsmacked. I was as let down as I was when Joe Jackson Gibbs came back and kept Vinny Serrato around. I was crushed. <laughs> yeah. So when when Snyder won and then bought out his partners, I'm like, this is a nightmare. How is this happening? And I think the answer is simple. It's because they're going to bring in a celebrity minority to help sort of you know wash over. A lot of the distastefulness of what Snyder's regime has been. Right, right. And and you want to also attract a, a younger fan base, and he's probably going to be helpful in doing that. It, it it makes it makes a lot of sense. Now, how how the interaction is going to go between Dan and Jay Z uh, might be interesting. But <laughs> you, you know, yeah. uh, he uh, you know he, there there was a, a something I saw on social media of Snyder in a sweatsuit with Timberland boots on. And it wasn't photoshopped or anything. So really, yeah. So okay. he, he might he might have a, a hip side to him. I don't know. Yeah. And then of course there is that TMZ video of Snyder out looking at stadiums in L.A. Our, yeah. our boy Scott Lynn said he said he said this smells like a work. He's yeah. like, why would they know he's around? You sure he didn't take private visits to these stadiums anyway? And it was just seemingly too well set up. He, he didn't do it, but you saw Jason Wright there with him. And Jason Wright, I don't think he's 40 years old yet. and is probably very... He probably set it up. He probably called yeah. somebody and said, hey, we're going to go look at L.A. Stadium. You might want to send a photog down. Right, and he, and he alerted Snyder of that, and Snyder goes, oh, I don't know. He says, don't worry, Dan. Uh, I'll, I'll take it when I need to. And if you saw it, you know, Snyder said a few things, and then Jason took over. You know, he, he, he I, I got this, right. you know. Right. And so, yeah, it, it did. It did smell of that because he he doesn't like to talk to anybody. No, um, he's and, afraid and, of his own shadow. Ever since the Happy Thanksgiving gaffe <laughs> that they awkwardly tried to turn into some inside joke, which nobody bought, he hadn't been seen or heard from since. No, well, he, there have been a lot of issues uh, going back. Oh, I know, summer. but yeah. he could still be out front and say, "Look, I'm cleaning this up." He's been pretty much the hermit owner ever since then. So, uh, will we get a new stadium by 2027? I think so, uh, you know, and it, but it's may, no longer a guarantee. Uh, yeah, and it may and it may be in Landover. I know, which would be yeah. devastating, wouldn't it? Because it's yeah. in the wrong place in the market. Hey, how about uh, the first ever sports book opening in an arena? Teddy finally got his book opened at Capital One. Right, and it gives you access from the arena, so you can leave like at halftime, place a few bets, have a drink or so. And uh, and get back in. The other thing that uh, in the post story today, there were some quotes from Ted where he talked about educating the people about gaming. Oh, for God's sakes! Yeah, what and, an arrogant and, dick he is. You think we don't know about gambling on sports? Gamblers what know the, about it, wait. but he wa- he wants to oh. attract people who have never gambled before. Yeah. It's don't be intimidated by it. Here's all you have to do. That is so fucking shameless. It really is. I think but it's profitable. That's I know it is. I know yeah. it is, but it's shameless. 
I mean, he's a billionaire already, owns sports teams, and he's like, come on in. It's not hard. Just use the information you have as a sports fan to make smart bets. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> well, it's that easy. He also complained about the size. He thought it should be bigger than it is. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. All right. You know what, Ted? Worry about keeping good coaches for your hockey team and stop firing announcers everybody loves for a bunch of jabronis. I Leave agree. With that. Andy, have a great Memorial Day weekend, my friend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Dave. Take See care. All right, I should end on a happy note here. Why not? Even though there is things going on that boggle the mind, like, you know, the current administration proposing a $6 billion stimulus $6 billion. Hey, if we can just push a button that prints $6 billion, then why, why is anyone paying taxes? We'll just print the money button, right? How does this work exactly? Okay. Never mind. Let's end on something happy or silly or unique. I forgot about this when I was researching crazy fan stunts, but there was a couple of Australians who once snuck into North Korea to compete in an amateur golf tournament. A couple of 28-year-olds wore these jackets that had the Australian somewhat patch on it that said the Australian <laughs> International Golf Team, and they competed in a real tournament in North Korea. Now, they were shuttled around by the authorities there, but they were so bad that one official in North Korea said that they brought shame to their families because they were not good players. Uh, they had, The tournament actually had about 85 international players who were willing to go into North Korea to play this event, and they were all either scratch golfers or maybe slow single digits. These clowns just faked their way in with jackets and patches and then slapped it around to a 95 or something like that, and away they went. And they made it out to tell the story. North effing Korea. Beat that one if you can. All right. Thank you for listening. Tell a couple of friends if you don't mind. I appreciate it. If you missed Thursday's podcast, you're like, hey, what happened to it? I didn't see it in my feed. Oh, my friends. Thursdays are now for true one percenters, premium subscribers. It's the Scott, Solly, and Zabe podcast in the van parked in Scott's garage. And I'd say this week's was our best one. The guys were on fire. Solly was cracking me up left and right. He's a funny son of a bitch. Anyway, subscribe, five bucks a month, even less than that when you do it for a year. You get 12 months for the price of 11, and you'll get that Thursday podcast, which is our new honey hole. Next week, Memorial Day weekend, I'm at the beach with the family. I have a, I have a crazy idea to maybe just give you 30 minutes by myself for five days next week. What do you think? I may even work, quote, work with this podcast on Memorial Day. Why not, right? There'll be shit to talk about. Hell, I might even call somebody. You may not even notice a difference, but I should make it all subscriber next week, right? That's what you guys deserve, you subscribers. When I'm on vacation, it's all subscribers all the time. That's my promise to you. All right, thanks for listening. Tell a couple friends. Remember those who have given the ultimate measure for this still insanely great country full of awfully great people except for a few idiot fans every now and then. And uh, thank a veteran and thank those who served. 
Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Be safe out there, and we will see you from the Outer Banks next week. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Best.